the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor, Super Contest, and Squares at MyBookie.ag. Winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It is time to celebrate NFL season and, you know, NBA playoffs, too. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code SGP and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Come on. Anybody can figure that out. Use promo code SGP and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at mybookie.ag. Hello and welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee. I am here today with Zach Broner, the co-host, the co-host and uh, NBA handicapper and just all around, uh, you know, good guy. I don't know. I don't have much of an intro for you today. Sorry. It's all good. Uh, you know, the, the games last night spoke for themselves. Absolutely crazy night. Um, I know. But yeah, glad to be back. And, you know, shout out to, I just want to give a quick shout out to Joel Meyer. He, 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 uh, you know, in the Slack chat, he, uh, He's been in there day in, day out, and he said, you know, I was obviously pounding drinks during the podcast. I'm more of a, you know, Gatorade squeeze bottle with the water in it, um, yeah. you know, just chilling out, making some educationally informed picks here. So just trying to stay on my highest intellect level. Well, yeah, no, you and I, I mentioned that in Slack to him. I was like, you were drinking coffee yesterday, <laughs> and I was the one pounding the White Claws, so I have to... Be careful about my drinking into the mic, I guess. Start slurring your, uh, slurring your words a little bit there, McKee. <laughs> yeah, well, because, you know, I'm drinking White Claw again. So, um, so yeah, I got to watch it. I got to watch the drinking. You know, this is a, this is a, professional, a professional podcast, uh, the highest caliber at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So, uh, speaking of, make sure to go to uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Been working on a lot of fantasy football content. I know this is a basketball show, but I'm sure a lot of you out there are doing your fantasy football drafts right now. And uh, I've been balls deep in fantasy football coverage for the last two days, which is it's a little hard to switch my brain over to from basketball to football back and forth. But this is the first time I've ever had to, usually by this time of year, I'm like fully invested in fantasy football. And I have to split my brain in two. I, I know that you said that you've been dealing with some of the same stuff. Yeah, it's a little weird. And definitely with everything going on with the virus, it was kind of hard to buy into football all summer because we didn't know if it was going to happen. Now it's absolutely sneaking up on everybody. We got football next week. So, you know, Thursday night we have the season. So get your drafts in. Great content uh, both on the website and in the uh, NFL Slack you know, at any any time of day, you could throw a random fantasy question in there. There's, you know, three people chomping at the bit to share what they're thinking with you. So definitely Absolutely. get on the website. I just downloaded the cheat sheet for my draft tonight. 
Um, I'm going at 945 in a little dynasty draft, so uh, that should be fun. And uh, we also got some great games tonight in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Real quick, let's recap the insane games from last night. Um, Whew. Uh, I mean, our, speaking of Slack, our Slack was going insane. Again, uh, if you're not a part of our Slack, go to sg.pn slash Slack and make sure to get in there because it was going off last night with the crazy games. Um, we had Heat versus Milwaukee. Uh, I got to say, the Heat looked in control of that game, to me, the entire game until the very end. They had a very balanced scoring attack. Butler was not the insane playoff Butler as he was in the first game. He had 40 points. He only had 13 points last night. But they had seven players in double figures last night. So very balanced attack. Um, their lead scorer with Dragic was with 23. So uh, it's interesting to see how that Miami team picks up when their star isn't necessarily shooting star numbers as opposed to the Bucks, who only had five players in double digits and, you know, relying a lot on, I said this in the Slack, but it, it, it makes me worried for the Bucks when they're relying a lot on Marvin Williams minutes. I mean, he played 21 minutes last night and didn't do much of anything for them. Um, in on contrast to the Heat, where, you know, Olenek played 15 minutes, Iggy played 11 minutes, Kendrick Nunn only played nine minutes, Derek Jones Jr. only played seven minutes. So, uh, they're having a lot. They have a, a more depth. I feel like there that they're not even having to uh, get into and play. Um, and then, I mean, here, you, why don't you recap the ending of that game because it was just fucking weird. Yeah, it was weird. And honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm guessing we'll start with this series and move to the other game from mm-hmm. last night. But I was pretty disgusted with the officiating last night in both games. This he, yeah. that 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 Chris Middleton call. You know, say what what you want about whether that's the spirit of the, the landing zone rule, but. These refs need to understand it's not about you. You're doing your job means we don't notice you, and I can't stand it. And and I apologize for getting heated, but I can't stand it when referees, you know, insert themselves into the game and think that they have to play an active role down the stretch. There was no reason to blow the whistle on that Middleton play, and then to double down on that Butler call. I mean, I guess you got to call it both ways, but just a shame that that game ended like that. Obviously, Miami, you know, should have won. Easily, I mean, they blew a six six point lead down about twenty seconds or less. Um, mm-hmm. But just really hate seeing referees not understand that it's not about them, and and that thought that last night in both games was an example of that. I mean, like, don't try to come up with some creative call at the last minute so you can blow your whistle. Just swallow the whistle, let them play down the stretch, and um, you know, Middleton got to the line, then Butler had the game winning free throws. I agree with you. The Heat. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, in the spirit of that, I didn't think either was a foul. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I didn't think either was in the in the spirit of the landing zone. Uh, I thought that Dragic had position and was just straight up and down. He he defended it exactly as you're supposed to defend someone on the perimeter. They should the whistle. You know, I don't know how he could have done that any better. I guess I guess maybe he was still slightly getting set, but yeah, I didn't and, see and that. Even, I saw him even if it is on set. the on the border, I mean that's just. If, if it's a borderline call and he makes the call, that shows you that he was looking to make a call. I mean, that, that referee mm-hmm. was standing there looking to play the technicality of a rule in a physical series that's coming down to a last possession. So just a really bad call. I mean, I thought last night was a little more encouraging for Milwaukee. Um, you know, they, they, went, they won three out of four quarters last night. Obviously, they 
went down big in the first quarter, but you know they kind of crawled all the way back in the fourth quarter, took a one point lead, then Miami sort of pulled away again down the stretch. I think I thought Giannis was better. I mean, he wasn't amazing, but he was definitely better. They're still ha- they're still having offensive identity issues in the Giannis half court, no better. doubt. Yeah. Yep, uh, Eric Bledsoe seems like he's coming back and he's a better. Um, you know, I don't know if his injury issue is still kind of uh, slowing him down or not. Lopez was good overall. Middleton was pretty good. It's just, yeah, like I said, I feel like it, it's so weird to say that in the playoffs, like it should just be your top seven players and you're good. I just feel like they're over that the Bucks overall lineup is just it's just too many weak spots and 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 Giannis it. Giannis doesn't have enough to make up for it. I feel like at this point in his career, uh, some some shade today. Did you see that uh, thrown out by Richard Jefferson saying that Giannis is more of a Pippin and he just needs his uh, Michael Jordan? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. And and I'd have to say this this Giannis series is really reminding me a lot of that um, twenty twenty eleven finals with LeBron when he really choked his first time in the finals and then he gave those you know. I'm sure he regretted them. The press conferences where he seemed kind of apathetic at the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't even know how often does it happen that a a team comes back from two down in a in a playoff series. It's definitely rare. Um, obviously, we haven't really seen this type of format before, because we're not we're not going back to Miami. Imagine how crazy that would be if you know Miami mm-hmm. had took the first two in Milwaukee. But look, I think the Bucks are definitely in a hole here. I'm not counting them out. Um, you know, I, I never liked the Bucks that much this year, but definitely my prior on them. I'm not completely moved off of it. Um, I think they can get back into it. But look, I think this might need to be a more of a Chris Middleton team with, with Giannis kind of filling in the gaps defensively and with athletic plays. I mean, Chris Middleton's looked really good in this series. He was plus 18 last night in 33 minutes. Um, you know, eight assists too. So he, he kind of was a guy that... He can put the ball on the deck. Giannis has struggled as a passer in this series. Only three assists last night. And, you know, he'll drive the lane and and he'll be kind of chaotic and not have anyone to kick it out to safely. So I look for more Middleton, uh, just kind of running him as a number one option in the half-court offense. But, you know, I I would still... I I, I just don't don't disagree with you. I just don't see Coach Bud changing his his strategy midstream. I mean, if this was a Nick nurse team, I would see that, but coach bud just kind of sticks to a system and goes. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that is definitely an issue. I mean, inexcusable for Giannis and Chris Middleton to only play 36 and 33 minutes respectful, respectively tonight. I mean, like you said, their yeah. bench is not good. I mean, they're, they, they seem like a team with depth because in the regular season, they're always blowing everybody out. But DiVincenzo was horrible. Connaughton was horrible. Um, you know, Marvin Williams, I don't hate the option because he can shoot the three. Um, but really, I but think when you're playing in 21 minutes, the only bench minutes that are playing heavy here. Yeah. I mean, when you're playing Marvin Williams, 21 minutes in a game you have to win, you're already down one game. I, I, I just I just find that I, tr- I find that troublesome when you need to rely on his three point shooting. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but this is the playoffs we're talking about. and They really needed to yeah, win. Yeah. Um, okay, so who are you picking for tomorrow? 
I, We've got the Bucks. Uh, they're still giving up five points. I think I got to go with the Bucks so, here, um, and I'm I'm on the Raptors tonight for the third time in a row. Zero and two in that series as well. I'm definitely struggling in the Eastern Conference, but you know, gonna gonna trust myself here and go back to the well. I think the Bucks. I mean, their season's on the line here because you asked me about two zero. If they go down three zero, this is over. So this is a yeah. must 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 win game for Milwaukee. Obviously, same goes for Toronto tonight. We'll know more about that. Uh, obviously later, um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Milwaukee here, and and I, I like the over as well. I thought I thought both teams uh, this game totally slowed down down the stretch, but there was some scoring here. I don't disagree with the over. I do disagree with the Bucks. I think that the Bucks should win this game, uh, but I think it's gonna be a close one. I'll go ahead and continue taking the Heat plus five um, right now, according to BetQL. Sharp money is uh, way, the early sharp money is on the heat. Uh, pub, the public is pretty heavily on the heat as well, though. So, NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back, and MyBookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. For a limited time, you get a share of $100 million in prizes once you enter the promo code SGP at DraftKings Free Survivor Pool. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code SGP to get on, on all the action. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sportsbooks with NBA, H, NHL, and MLB back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to BetQL.co and enter promo code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's BetQL.co, promo code SGP20. Russell brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paper head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And we're brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with a promo code SGP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SGP20. And finally, don't forget to sign up for our free roll football contest where we're giving away up to $5,000 for the best NFL handicappers this season. Sign up for free today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash contest. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash contest. Just wanted to recap or, or just go over the, before we get into Houston, Los Angeles, wanted to go over the uh, series odds right now. So Celtics Raptors, and we're recording this before they play tonight, but Celtics are minus 500 to win the series. Raptors are plus 375. We have the Nuggets at plus 845 now, uh, and the Clippers at minus 1380 to win that series. Uh, I already said the Heat Bucks we have, and then going into the game, we're going to be talking about Houston Rockets are plus 380 against the Lakers, who are minus 580 in this upcoming series. So, uh, let's start a little bit with talking about how weird a last game, that Game 7 Rockets-Thunder was. Oh, my God. Insane game. And just another game where, you know, I, I love, love Chris Paul as a player, but it, 
when he's on the floor, you just know crazy shit's going to happen. That was just yeah. a ridiculous ending to that game in every way and just was honestly hard to watch. All the flopping, just trying to play the technicalities of different rules, and that's what happens when Chris Paul's on the floor. So a little bit annoying, I thought, last night, but I'm just happy the Rockets pulled that out. I mean, that was a tough series for them just because I think the mental edge so much favored OKC given the context of that trade for Westbrook for Russ and you know Harden's legacy and CP3 so and they really just kind of had to find a way to hold on there now they get to go up against the Lakers with absolutely nothing to lose you know Harden's legacy is not on on trial in this series whatsoever there's only upside for him so I, mm. I really do like this situation for the Rockets just kind of they can come out here with really just bomb bomb away threes against the Lakers and hope they go in yeah, I, I I can see that. Um, the I you got to say that last night the MVP of the game, what, even though OKC didn't win, has to go to Lou Dort, right? What did he have like thirty points, and he held Harden to seventeen points? I mean, credit to the Rockets for the rest of them for being able to score when they're used to getting forty a game from uh, from Harden, and he only gets. 17 and they still pull that out it's pretty impressive yeah Lou Dort was awesome and you know he did a great job on Harden I mean he, Harden was also doing it to himself a little bit he he definitely was not himself last night not locked in you know but shout out to Lou Dort I mean Houston was giving him the shot and 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 he and he was knocking him down thought Robert Covington was also amazing last night he had a few massive yep. threes down the stretch and played great defense and rebounding didn't allow himself to get picked apart by CP3 in isolation like he had in Game Six. Um, so yeah, Gordon scored 21, Westbrook t- scored 20. You know, the, the, yeah. they picked it up where Harden uh, fell flat. Uh, you know, Jeff Green kind of came back to down to Jeff Green. I mean, he, he but he still scored 13. Um, yeah, I going forward, you know, I definitely like the Lakers over the Rockets, but I, I see what you're saying. Like, there's not as much pressure for Harden, and maybe he can just ball out. Yeah, and I, I think it's really interesting that this series, you know, it's funny because I, I do like the Rockets in the series, and we can, we can talk about that more, but you look at that Nuggets line, plus 845 with Clippers, you know, over over a minus 1,000 favorite. I feel like people have kind of... That, that line is almost giving the Clippers the benefit of the doubt to say that they've become the team that we all thought they were going to be. I, I I still like the Clippers to win the title, but they haven't shown that ceiling yet. I mean, they struggle with the Mavs in the first round. Um, so I don't think they're playing like some juggernaut, but yet the Lakers, you know, they're only a short favorite. Obviously, the Rockets are a more dangerous team, but seems like people are a little bit, okay, the Clippers have become that team already and the Lakers haven't yet. I think both of them are struggling, honestly. You know, they, they kind of got it. They kind of were able to seal the deal after the hiatus sort of sucked the energy out of both those series and you had Dame Lillard and KP getting hurt. Yeah, I think maybe that line, uh, the reason that the Lakers aren't favored by more in the series is that since the Rockets went with their small ball lineup, they've won both matchups against the Lakers. And it just really seemed like Anthony Davis can't quite figure out what to do when he's so the tallest guy on the court. Like he becomes, he hasn't had a great game against the Rockets yet. Now he's Anthony Davis. I fully expect him to figure it out. But don't you agree? Do you think that that's where that 
you know, why the, the Rockets are so much closer in odds to the Lakers than Denver over uh, Clippers? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the matchup is tough for the Lakers mentally. They really, do they want to go big? Do they want to go small? But P.J. Tucker is a great matchup for AD. Um, I saw Tom Haverstro post a great stat today that P.J. Tucker was the best isolation defender on Anthony Davis of anyone in the NBA this year. So that's definitely wow. something to watch out for. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I took the Rockets plus 400 in this series, and I'm excited about it. Um, really? And that I, I was in the slack last night early, you know, telling people to grab the Rockets plus seven before the line move. Uh, that's That line's at plus six now, so for game one. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling pretty good. Um, but, yeah, look, I've been waiting for this matchup, and um, I think this is the perfect situation for the Rockets, kind of creeping in at plus 400 now. I, I actually – it's funny because I have those Lakers to win the title tickets, but um, to me this just feels like Rockets, and I like that 4-1 to ticket. So um, maybe it might be in a little bit of conflict of interest with our sharp-off tickets, but I'm going to go with it regardless. <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we go ahead and preview the actual game, let's just recap the uh, NBA championship odds right now. We've got the Lakers at plus 240. We've got the Bucks now at plus 750. They've fallen all the way to plus 750. You got the Clippers at plus 250. The Celtics at plus 425. The Raptors have fallen all the way to 25 to 1. Odds the Rockets 12 to 1, Nuggets 50 to 1, and Miami Heat at plus 550. They've really skyrocketed with their performance against the Bucks. Where do you see the most value? Would you take the Rockets at 12 to 1 since you like them in this Lakers series, or you don't see them getting past the Lakers and the Clippers? Yeah, I, I would maybe take them 12 to 1. Um, look, I, I have questions about the Lakers, definitely. I mean, I still think me and you, we, we both like the Clippers for the idea of what they're going to become as these mm-hmm. playoffs go along. I think they're in the, somewhere in the process of getting there. But the Lakers, you know, People are acting like they answered questions with a couple blowout of the Blazers. The Blazers were thirty three and thirty eight or whatever this season. I mean, they had a nice run in the bubble, but you know, yeah, and they got the Lakers, real banged up. The, the Lakers shutting the door on an exhausted Blazers team without Dame doesn't answer any questions. So I'm just as worried about the Lakers as I was, you know, midway through that series when the the Blazers were giving them some problems. So you know, Houston Clippers. Obviously, in the East, you know, now the Celtics look like the juggernaut or even Miami. So definitely, you know, think Toronto and Milwaukee, you know, could get back into those series. But but Boston looks like the team to beat in the East as of right now. Absolutely. Okay. well, uh, I agree with you there. I I, I do like Boston in the East, but. You know, that, that does go against my, my sharp off bet, which I, I did have five units on the Heat to win the East. So that's looking uh, good. I still though. Like that's that. looking that's, good. That's, that's still in play. That's still and, in play. And, and that's you could even, you know, you, you could even wait and then hedge that next round. That's what I'm planning to do once the Celtics yeah. or the Raptors, I have both those teams, uh, will be hedging with either the Bucks or the Heat in the next round. Okay, so let's check out this first Rockets-Lakers uh, game. You were smart in the slack last night telling people to grab the early line. Uh, Rockets getting seven. It's now down to the Rockets getting six. Uh, so far, the sharp money is pretty heavily on the Rockets taking that six. Uh, public is split. Uh, why do you like the Rockets so much here in this first game? Yeah, I mean, definitely – like you said, the regular season matchup data f- favors the Rockets. The Rockets took, you know, 
15 plus more three-point attempts than the Lakers in their matchups this year. Um, that's something to get excited about. Just high variance here. Um, and I'll, I like to be on the dog in that scenario. Like the matchup for Houston's defense. I mean, look, I think P.J. Tucker and Rocco is about as good as you can get uh, against against an A.D. LeBron small lineup. If the Lakers try to go big, I mean, I'm not that afraid of JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard post-ups. No. Um, so definitely yeah. think the, the Lakers are going to be the ones who have to answer more questions than the Rockets. That is the one nice thing about being so, you know, doctrinaire with how you approach the game. Obviously, that's coming back to bite the Bucks right now, but I like it for the Rockets here. You know, small shoot threes. And uh, the last thing I'll say is I just think think James Harden and Russ Westbrook are going to enjoy the opportunity to go at this Lakers team with nothing to lose. You know, Harden definitely is going to feel very loose, you know, coming off Lou Dort to a Lakers team who doesn't have a perimeter defender that's even, you know, 60% as good. I mean, I, I don't like Danny Green on Harden. I, I don't like Alex Caruso on Harden anywhere close to what Dort showed. So he should he, right. he should definitely You're get right. busy in this series. Um, so, yeah, going to go Rockets game one uh, with plus the points and uh, – Hopefully that, that, that ticket gets home. And I just also want to say, I mean, the Lakers, they were a team that, that rested a lot in the regular season bubble, having the one seed locked up. And and they came out cold offensively in that game one against the Blazers. So the Lakers yeah. are definitely looking like, I mean, obviously it's a one-game sample, but the Lakers were on the wrong side of rest versus rust in that in that game. They definitely came out with rust. Um, so now the Lakers are coming off a, a big hiatus again here. Um I'm gonna. That was gonna be my question. Aren't you worried about the rest and the Rockets looking a little worn down after that really emotional seven game series uh, against? You could tell. I mean, they just did not want to give that to Chris Paul. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely a emotional series. Um, you know, I, I think I could, I could see the Rockets coming out and laying an egg here, but uh, that's why you, that's why you gotta, you know, bet bet the money, and uh, that's why they're underdogs. So, you know, look the the, the Lakers could not hit a shot against a Blazers team that had just come off an emotional gauntlet of their own. So, you know, I like this game one vibe to fade the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. You're talking me into it. Early on, I was definitely thinking of going with the Lakers and laying the points. I'm going to take another look at that and uh, maybe take the Rockets there. Uh, Let's take a quick look at that total. The total is 226. I don't know. I, I kind of like the under on that. If the Lakers come out cold and the Rockets come out a little uh, worn down, but uh, on BetQL, they're liking the, the over. They got a three-star bet on that one. Uh, you going over or under with the total? Uh, it, I think it's tough. Uh, like you said, don't really have a feel either way. Shout out to uh, to Moonoff in the slack. He, he locked up Rockets team total over 109.5, so... That could be a good look for anybody who, you know, is caught between the Rockets and the over. Uh, that that might be a nice bet. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would lean over. Um, I think both these teams are gonna be able to score on on, on one another, but uh, don't really have a great feel for the total. Awesome. Well, uh, this has been our Thursday episode. We have to uh, get our minds back in fantasy football mode. Both of us have uh, drafts coming up. You have a dynasty draft tonight. Um, I have a big dynasty draft on Saturday that I still have not really researched for. Um, just been doing a lot of content for the site. Um, I'm going to go ahead and plug uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. 
definitely check out all of our fantasy football content. Plus, uh, Zach and I's NBA picks are on there every day against the spread. Uh, also, we uh, John Jackson has been doing his awesome uh, DFS flow charts. Uh, so it's it's a real fun way to build a uh, DraftKings lineup in the NBA. Uh, so he's doing those daily. So make sure to go check out those on the website. Uh, please. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, we're going to be giving away another uh, hoodie to one of you lucky people who give us a review. Papa Kamas got the first hoodie. He's real excited about that. And, uh, yeah, anything else, Zach, or should we just get the hell out of here? No, uh, we should definitely uh, get the hell out of here. So uh... <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme.